Hey everyone, it's These Nuts. We are absolutely nuts about all things real estate. Whether you're buying, selling, or borrowing, we cover the topics that matter to you, and even the ones you didn't know you needed to be concerned with. We are your hosts, Shane Hollenbach, nationally recognized mortgage lender, and Jason Crittenden, one of the highest ranked realtors in all of Arizona. Jason, why does that matter? Well, because we have some advice, we have some experience, and we believe you should pay attention. And do we have any promises? We do. We'll keep it short and sweet. We'll pump out quality daily content covering real estate questions you've been dying to ask for about selling a home, buying a home, or how to get financed. You have questions? We have answers. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of These Real Estate Nuts. Today's topic is why you don't want to just hire your friend or family to help you buy or sell a home. So Shane Hollenbach, let's talk about what kind of qualifications you might want to look for when you're hiring an agent. And it is not relationship based, right? It is not. And I, and I also want to clarify when we were, we were kind of talking about this episode, it's usually the, the, the new licensee. That's usually when we run into this. Okay. Yeah. So I just got out of school and uh, I learned so much. I want to buy a house. My, my buddy from work, he's, he's a part-time agent or Mm -hmm. my, you know, my best friend's wife just got out of school. It'd be really helpful for her. Yeah. You want to help them out, but they're not helping you out. (laughs) And that's, and that's, is why we're having an All episode. All right, we're done with this episode. No, <laughs> um, but seriously, like when you go to school, they teach you how to pass a test, not how to do real estate. Yes. Like 1 million percent, yeah, right? Absolutely. With almost every profession, by the way. Anything that that requires a license? Yeah. That's typically what happens. It's just to pass a test and then and then now the real work starts. Let's get out in yes. the world. So Or the real is, education. This is nothing against a new agent. I, I was a new agent. Everyone has to be a new agent at one point. Um, and you just have to get lucky and find someone that doesn't really know you to kind of like figure out the game. Right. Well, there's some horror stories with trying to do your, your buddy a solid, right? Yes. Yes. So it just, it happens a lot. And so it's, uh, again, this isn't an advertisement for me or for whatever, but it's, um, we just want to talk about like, think very carefully before you hire a friend or family member, um, don't, don't just hire them because you think that you're doing them a favor because they could be doing you a huge Disservice, not on purpose. But they just don't know. They just don't know. You don't know what their you know, intentions. What you don't know. The the well-meaning friend, right? Yep. So every everyone has to start somewhere, but that doesn't mean they have to practice on you, right? You 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 don't have to be the victim. So by the way, here in Arizona, where we originate from, where we're this podcast comes from, uh, there I think there's over seventy thousand active licenses. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think it's one of the largest in in the country. I believe. Um, but a and, huge and, and vibrant too. Everybody's doing a lot of business. Right. Well, I think twenty percent of them or ten percent of them might be. Um, but but a huge majority of that seventy thousand plus agents, they they sell between zero and five. In fact, a couple of years ago, I saw a, a title agency had sent out a statistic that there was, and I'm I'm kind of making up these numbers, but it was like. 17,000 of those active licensees had sold zero um, properties in the rolling 12 months prior to that email, right? And then another like 16,523 or whatever had sold between one and five houses. So Think about how much retention you have. Yeah. So it was about 15, it was about, uh, I'm sorry, 30, it was like 33, 34,000 of those agents had sold between zero and five houses a year. So they, they physically don't know what they don't know. They don't have 
that ability to represent you in, in a pro way. It would be like, uh, you know, Mike Tyson, right. Uh, fighting some guy that's, you know, fought some kid at the, in the street, yeah, like twice yeah. at the flagpole. Yeah. It, yeah. No, no offense against Johnny, but you haven't, you don't have the reps that yeah. Mike has. You're going to be knocked out. Yes. When, when you put these people head to head, does that make sense? So, and by the way, here in Arizona, uh, and, and, and a lot of places in the United States, we're in a seller's market, right? So there are some, I don't want to call them tricks, but with experience. There are some strategies for sure. You learn some, that's a good word. You learn some strategies on how to fight and how to win for your clients. So when you're trying to help them buy a house, there is uh, there's a lot more than just the price of the house, right? Yeah. So when I can, uh, if you, again, we, I use this all the time, but if it's a $300,000 house, there's more to just offering 300,000. Um, because you might have five people offering 300,000 that here in Arizona right now, you likely have more than at know, least you, more than one. Yeah. You likely have multiple offers on that, on that $300,000 house. So if everyone's offering 300,000, what else is there? Uh, if everyone's not asking for closing costs, what else is there? If everyone's not asked for a home warranty, what else is there? Right. Yep. So there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle and uh, an experienced agent knows those. They know about escalation clauses. They know about, you know, caps on escalation or maybe no cap on escalation. They know about uh, waiving appraisal contingencies and lowering inspection days or maybe even paying the seller's cost, which I, I, I mean, I just never see that happen. Um, but these are all strategies that you could Im implement. And then also an experienced agent's not afraid of a telephone. They're not afraid to call the other agent. Yep. And I can't tell you how many times that my client has got a deal that we had no business winning because there were higher offers, but those offers were just sent by inexperienced agents that don't do a lot of deals. Yep. They just emailed the offer. No follow-up. No follow-up. No dialogue. Here I am on the yep. phone, like basically fighting my, for my client, stating our case, telling them why, hey, this can be a smooth transaction. We got Shane Hollenbeck, the lender is calling saying, hey, this guy's rock solid. Makes the seller feel really good makes the listing agent feel really good like man these guys we're accepting well we're accepting a transaction we're not accepting just a offer yeah like, we're expecting it we're, we're expecting it to go smooth now yes They've proven it there's a lot more than just money uh involved uh and then also that's your opportunity to ask like hey what's important to your guy maybe i think uh over you know overpaying uh, hey i'll offer you 20 grand over list price maybe the guy's like it's not going to appraise so that, that's not important to me yep. at all i don't want 20 grand over because i'm not going to actually get I it i won't get it yeah but what i would like is a 30-day close with a two-week post possession or what i would like is a eight-week close or what i would like is whatever yep. right yep and so you have that opportunity to um when you, when you pick up the phone is to actually talk to those guys and find out exactly what's important and then make sure the, you're right and these out. questions and conversations are not natural to a to a new to a new person, no. to a new person in the industry. No, I remember when I first started, I mean, I was really terrified to talk to other agents, especially if they were experienced. Hello, because, sir. I'm going to send you an offer. Yes. I hope you like it. I know, it's, but it's just, it is the way it's it part is. of it. It, it is. is. The way it is. You have to cut your teeth. Now, what, what about relationships, Shane? Like, um, if you're an experienced agent, then you've ran into the good and the bad of every vendor or um, real estate partner or other agents. Yeah. And so that's important too, right? Yep. It absolutely is. It's, uh, if you have a new agent and say they have a, they were in, in school and they had a uh, home inspector come in and, you know, spoke, mm -hmm. but that home inspector is the worst home inspector in the state. Yeah. You, you know that he's going to send you over this crazy list of yes. repair items. Yes. Yeah. But they don't know any better. They're like, Hey, this guy, I liked him. He was personable. So yep. let's use him. Totally. Yeah. So that matters a lot. Now, what about if you're listing a home? 
I, cause I, <laughs> I, there's a joke, you know, in our world where they say, Hey, look, if, if, uh, if people like you, they can hire you as a buyer's agent. Yeah. That's a joke by the way. Um, be, because it's true. People will literally hire you if they like you. Yes. Because they have this idea that all you do is open doors, which is not, accurate not even close at all. You actually don't go to work until after the contract. Oh yeah. That's, that's when all the hard work you know, during the negotiation yeah. of the contract and everything after that, but, um, or ink on paper, but I get it. I do yeah. know that there are people that just, you know, if they're, if they've never really experienced anything in their mind, they're like, they've got an MLS key. They're good. That, that's all they do. I just need you to open this door. Right. Yep. But on the listing side, okay. This is your house. This, this is your proceeds. This right? is your money. Okay. This is where it gets for real because you want to get the most money for your house, right? You want to sell it for the most. And you also uh, want to make sure it closes. You want to make sure it gets to the finish line and there's a lot to make that happen, right? There's a lot. So you can't just hire cousin Sally or your friend Johnny from work that works full time at Intel and he's willing to like, you know what I mean? Like he'll he'll take phone calls at six o'clock when he gets off work. He's well-meaning, but he'll get back to you. He'll get back to you. Um, You need an experienced agent. And plus this is not, I mean, this is for real. Like when you have uh, like teams like mine, we could spend... Lit, not we can we do spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on our marketing budgets yeah okay that's not bragging i'm just saying because of the volume we do we make a you've, lot you've got which the, means we can invest a lot yeah, you got the budget for it we have the budget when you hire cousin sally she doesn't have the budget to do that no. so you're going to get cell phone photographs if you're lucky you're going to get some semi-pro f- photographs she's going to throw it up on the mls which will syndicate to eight websites like realtor.com truliahomes.com yeah Redfin and, and then that's it, right? And then that's it. That's their marketing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, dude, I just saw a listing down the street from my house. The agent put up their sign and they put white poster board over it. And they, with a magic marker, wrote their name and their phone number because they didn't have the money to buy signs. <laughs> so they used someone else's <laughs> sign and put poster board over it. Unbelievable. But dude, and this is a six hundred thousand dollar house. Grind it. I get, you know, that's fine. I love the grind and that's going to be a great story for them one day. Absolutely. When they are (laughs) hustling and they are, and they're making it, they're going to go, remember that time? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's good. That's totally, that's totally cool. It's good for them. But for the seller of a $600,000 house, you've got to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. What is happening? This guy just put poster board (laughs) Just because they want, just because they want it right now doesn't mean you have to be their, their test case. Totally. So when we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on our marketing, it just, the, a newer agent can't compete with that. And so you're not going to get, you know, ultra HD cinematic video. You're not going to get listed on 2000 websites in four dozen countries around the world. And you know what I mean? You're not going to get all that premium, super high level stuff, which by the way is typically reserved for like million dollar plus houses. Yeah, Rob right? report. Um, but, but you, when you have a budget, you can do that for everybody. If you have a mobile home or a mansion, it doesn't matter. Um, but if you don't make any money, then you, you you don't have any money, yes. right? Yeah. And so you just can't put those marketing dollars in there. So it really, really, it really does matter. Um, and, and again, nothing against them. It's just a, it's just a reality. And then this is this is probably the biggest problem. If you have literally a family member or a really good friend of yours that's a realtor or or a real estate agent, um, it's probably pretty hard to to say. Like, can you imagine listing your property and your cousin's a realtor or your yeah. your best friend, right? Because you got to tell them. Hey, I went with someone else, not you. I mean, that might cause problems. And so what I've found, and I, and I totally see how you feel on that. But what I've found is the best way to do it is to say, because I love you so much, because we are so tight, 
and this is I know this is going to be a stressful situation, right? There's a lot of moving parts and things can go south pretty quick and and everybody has their own expectations. I I don't want to hire you because I don't want it to change our relationship. I don't want to get in a situation where I get upset with you and now we're not friends or now we can't yeah. be cousins. And for that re- because I love you, I chose to pick someone else. Yes. Right? Yep. That's an easy out. It's fair. What, because what are they going to say? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're saying, hey, I love you so much. Well, the, you know, the counter argument is, well, if you love me, you understand this is how I make, you know, this is how I put food on the table. Yeah. But the reality is, is that in a transaction, but, and we've got, we've got other episodes that talk about the, you know, the, the, um, what was the, uh, the psychology yeah. where the guy would come in like in a hostage situation? Oh, uh, Chris Voss. That, okay. So think about that. Think about the psychology of a seller. Yes. And so just hired their brother. Yeah. You, you guys will have to go back and listen to that episode. I'll see if I can, I can pull it up while we're talking here. But, um, we did an episode with, uh, about Chris Voss. He is, uh, he was an FBI hostage, hostage negotiator for, I think it was 24 years. Um, it was actually episode six back on January 5th. So wow. check, check that out. But um, what he talked about was that uh, Shane and I know, I mean, I, I know this really well. Sometimes sellers get weird. Like sometimes yes. things happen. You're like, what? Like, it, you, like you've, you're literally get off the phone. You're like, what is going on? Like this guy is acting strange or saying weird things or misremembering things. And, uh, and Chris Voss, you know, he, he explained it perfectly. He said that um, the, if someone were to kidnap one of your children, the way that you would respond to that is almost identical. The profile that an FBI hostage negotiator would assign to you is if you were a home seller. And the reason why, dude. And so, I mean, imagine if someone took your kid, right? Had had him at gunpoint. Yeah. You're approaching a home sale with the same amount of stress and anxiety. And yeah. So what Chris said was that, um, your home is your past. You know what I mean? Just like your kid, right? It's it's all your past. Like all your hopes and dreams were tied up in that, right? Yeah. Now you now now your present is is this going to go well? How's it going to end? Am I going to yeah. get what I wanted? Is it going to go bad? Um, wh- when is this going to end? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like lots and lots of there's emotions. a lot of lot of questions and um and and you're not really getting an answer. It's like if a week goes by, two weeks go by, your agent's kind of ghosting you, not talking to you. You're literally like, what is happening? Yeah. What, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like what, what's going on? So, so to which, circle back to that is that, so the family, right? Yeah. With that kind of mindset, it's not, it's not that it's a, a unique thing. It's a common thing. Yeah. With that kind of mindset, you, you're going to be calling your family member every day and be like, bro, they're going to, they're going to think this doing? person's nuts. And you're going to think this person doesn't care about me. Yeah. By the way, we're in a different frame of mind. By the way, if it's a friend or family member, you cut, you probably know like their whereabouts every day. And like maybe they went to the movies with their family or they whatever. And you're like, you're micromanaging. You're them. out there at the movies. Gallivanting around. <laughs> yeah. While my house is sitting here with no showings. So um, that is why that is right there. That, dude, for that reason, right there. It, it, it And you won't be able to help it. Like, no, because you're like, bro, I need my house sold. Like I, I need this sold so I can move on to the next thing or whatever. So uh, there, there's just a lot of reasons why you should not hire, uh, in my opinion, uh, there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't you hire a, a friend or family member if they're un, inexperienced. Like, don't simply give someone a job because of their You want to help them out. Um, yeah. Give someone a job because you believe they can serve you at the highest level. Be, because we, we deserve that, right? I mean, like every person deserves to be served at the highest level, especially when you're paying a lot of money or you're spending a lot of money or a lot of money is involved. Like you just really do want a, a plus service. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to come from a from a close family member or yeah. friend, right? Does that make sense? They'll hustle. They'll grind. They'll 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 learn. 
the, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. I, you know what I mean? Like they'll get out there and they'll get experience with different people here or there, but um, that doesn't mean that they have to practice on you. So I think that's that. That's just kind of a real quick rant of why you maybe don't want to just hire a friend or family member to help you buy or sell a home. All right, guys, thanks for listening to us and we will see you right back here tomorrow. tomorrow. And that's solid gold. Yes, if you live in Arizona and you're looking to buy or sell or get a mortgage or refinance, we'd love to earn your business. Text LOAN to 602-975-2772 to reach Shane about buying or refinancing strategies. Text HOME to Jason at 602-975-2772 if you're looking to sell or buy in Arizona or if you need a referral for out of state from my expansive national network guys thanks for listening catch these real estate nuts on the flip side